and welcome to the DM's Book Club, a podcast where each episode we discuss a topic about Dungeons and Dragons and how we can fit it into our role-playing campaigns. Hey. This week, <laughs> hey. first time. Yeah, that's pretty good. That, was, that wasn't bad. That was close, I guess. That was very close. Good job. As ever, I am joined by our uh, leader, our uh, empress, yep. our magister, queen, um, queen. Uh, Fiona. That's me. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Coming to us from across the Atlantic as we speak. Yes, I just showed Hamilton what's outside my my will, will be office window, and it is pure snow. Uh, that's very exciting, but also terrifying. <laughs> so that just that just happened overnight, and like and you're now between... aware of the the extreme weather you're going to be moving to in. The yeah, it, it was funny. My partner, when he picked me up from the airport, he was like, you do have a coat. And I was like, yes, it's in my bag. Why would I wear it on the flight? He goes, okay. <laughs> and then obviously you go outside. I'm like, no, you idiot. <laughs> Let me open my bag. And he's like, no, no, no. You you said it was in your bag. <laughs> I'm from up north. Yeah. yeah it's not the yeah, same. It's, not, it's a different kind of north uh, yeah. in the Midwest. But, uh, but yeah, but how are you, Hamilton? It's been a while since we've done a, a DMs book club together. It has been. It has been. Yeah, I am good. I am excited to be back and unearthing some arcana. And obviously we've we've just come back. Uh, from MCM London, yes. which you oh helped. My gosh. Yes, yes, I know, and it, that, that I know it feels like ages ago, but actually, it wasn't too long ago. And it was only two weeks, two week, two weeks, a week, two weeks and a half ago. I can't yeah, remember. From, yeah, from just... time is a weird soup now. Yeah. But that was so much fun because we got to meet it some was. of our friends. We, you did. did Dragon's Duel on the main stage. We did we did it in front of you? Were there as well? You were on the stage. I with was me. also there. Yeah, you it was great. <laughs> Uh, the uh, backward pass was there. It was really, it was, it was surreal. It was great. It was really awesome. There was mm. whoever was at the front. If there are listeners, I don't know, but they were very good. Uh, yeah, thank you for participating and yeah. us going. Please, could we have a suggestion? And they were like, okay, yeah, okay, here's twenty, <laughs> and shouting up all the answers, which is great. That was the yeah. whole point of it. That so was, it, it was, was beautiful. Yeah, I so would like to do more of that again. Yeah, well, definitely. Fingers crossed for next year. MCM yes, exactly. Stuff, yeah, so. MCM and. All of, uh, game, I'm just gonna be on to all of them. UK Games Expo, all of them. I'll be there. And it was yeah, it was lovely to see you again in person. Whilst we have met a few times now, yes. a couple of them I hadn't met. We there. we got our first picture together. We did get our first picture together after the number of times we've met and never like gone. Oh yeah. Oh cameras. yes. Yeah. <laughs> Whilst I am prolific on Instagram, I always forget to take pictures with other people in. It's always me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I take pictures of myself, so that's fine. That tracks. <laughs> it does track quite well, doesn't it? <laughs> Hamilton, you've already sneaked in a little bit. What are we talking about today? What is oh. our topic of choice? Well, we may not be them, but we are talking about expert classes. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Yeah. <laughs> we like to think we're slight experts, but not quite. No, not quite. <laughs> we will probably come to the character options origins at another time, but yes. because we got a bit delayed, we've gone to the most recent one because it's, yes. it's forefront of our minds. I remember this from the old days. D&D, &D, but I don't remember them ever calling them this in the 5e days. No, mm. I don't as well. So yes, just to, for context, in case you're like, what the hell are we talking about? Mm. So D&D &D 1 was announced, and we did cover that in one of our sort of uh, first impressions, like mm. uh, reactions, videos, or, or whatever we called it. And so now they're putting out playtest material, and yet, as you rightly said, we've got the character origins one, which was, at the time, a massive 18 pages, and we were like, whoa, we'll hang on to this. And then this one came out, the second one, Expert Classes, mm. which is 37 pages yeah. and we were like whoa okay i guess we better get on yeah. this 
expert classes is referring to each member of the expert group of classes, which is in this one, Bard, Ranger and Rogue. We've always talked about them in sort of like groups of like, oh, well, I guess if you want to be like a melee person or a spellcaster yeah. or the the horrible term halfcaster, I'm sure there's a, I'm sure there is a better word, yeah. but it's the one that always comes up to mind when you're like, oh, part caster. Yes, exactly. Like, you, you, mm. you know, you're part casting at a certain level compared to full casters, etc. So that's how I've always referred to them. Diet caster. <laughs> oh, it's like I'm, I'm slimming. Only yeah. one spell slot for me today. <laughs> The bulk of the second playtest material is these three classes. So each one of them has been revised with some new features and with a sample subclass as well. I wanted to just quickly put at the top is that they've done a little section on the first page. Like, what is ahead in one D&D playtest? And they're yeah. like, 48 subclasses, including the ones in this article. I was like, God, is, is there 48? I feel like there's billions at, at this point. Particularly though, because we've you, you've got a few homebrew ones that I've used, and you then they just get added to the list of oh, they're probably part of it. But you mm-hmm. think I was thinking about rogues the other day, and we did the rangers a couple of weeks ago. And we're yeah, like, even rangers is like oh my gosh, there's a lot. So of, so, so many. many. I guess it makes sense to always have more subclasses to be really specialised and stuff. Because obviously now we're going yeah. into this age of really customising everything, but it just feels like just give us like I don't know three options. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm just have a class and that's it. Just yeah. rogues. Thieves. There you go. <laughs> Done. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But the other things to quickly look forward to are spells and new revised spells, including the new sort of spell list, which we'll come yeah. on to in another episode. The feats, which are now taking a bigger forefront, mm. which I'm very excited about because I'm always yeah. one that uses more feats. So the fact that we're sort of switching to like you get your know, feats are the more important thing rather than uh, scoreability improvement. I think that's a really interesting shift that they've done. New weapon options for other classes. Whatever. I don't. Yeah. Uh, you know, a sword yeah. sword for me. Uh, <laughs> One that I am excited about, though, is a new system for creating a home base for your characters. I don't know yes. if there's any rules like that in the DM's guide or anything. Like that. I'm sure there is. As soon as I look now, I'm sure there there's is. There's got to be. But then uh, the one that comes to mind is Matt Coville's, uh, mm. what's it called? Strongholds and Followers. Mm-hmm. Strongholds and Followers is the, is the book that they did, which was all about like how to make a keep, how to make a like a, even a, your own country, I even believe, I think, and all that yeah, sort of stuff. I, yeah. yeah, anything like that. Like it's something that your players will have and like maybe customise and stuff like that, which I think is becoming more and more relevant in RPG. So like uh, the one I can instantly yeah. think of is Blades in the Dark. You have your own little thing oh, that right. you upgrade after each session and stuff like that. They have it in uh, City of Mist. Yeah. They had that additional idea that you could have a group thing which had actions and abilities and give you benefits and stuff like that as well in the same system of that which was kind of I can't, interesting. I, yeah i can't remember what it was called like a hideout or something like that but um yeah it was in it was in the additional thing yeah uh, i'm looking at my shelf and i don't have it printed i only have it as a pdf and i mm. won't be able to find it but yes it was no. like <laughs> hideout or headquarters or something like that i don't know yeah. something and then there's obviously new monsters great you know mm-hmm. new and revised monsters great but then revised encounter building rules which i definitely would like to look at in future because we've definitely covered two yeah. versions of it so far and again it's something for me that if i want to get better as a dm i definitely would like to know how they plan to do it and like if if there is another way that's i guess moving away from the xp challenge rating stuff like that that would be interesting as well so yeah i'm interested to understand what they mean by revisement because they did a really good revision to monsters particularly with the spell casting very recently which was such a a positive and then Mm -hmm. i think 
I wonder if that, that relates and it's about CR rating and they're going to get rid of CR rating. It might be CR rating. It might be about spellcasting, though, as well, like uh, you said. Because yeah. I think that spellcasting, the way they've just gone it, as, instead of having like slots for monsters, it's just like, you get this once per day, you get this three yeah. times per day. I think because I seem to remember when you were building encounters or with making homebrew monsters with spells, it was a little bit of a faff. Yeah. And certainly once in a while, I was like, all my monsters don't have magic, I've decided. <laughs> well, I just used to it's a lich i'll copy that it's a something else i'll copy whatever that is and i'll use that as a basis and and i'll just copy their list because i think cr rating because it's it's that we're going to come on to i think they've dulled it down slightly Mm. oh yeah and i can imagine that getting rid of things it feels like it's what dnd's doing it's trying to be more streamlined trying to be more accessible and Mm -hmm. i think things like cr rating feels like the thaco it's going to be like when we say thaco and people go what's that mean uh and we're going to hit against AC zero, isn't it? Yeah. And this will be the same thing. It'll be, what's the CR rating? Oh, you remember the days of oh. 5e where we had CR rating and XP. Yeah. It will be just, you just have like monster level one, level mm-hmm. two, which relates directly to, instead of it being like a quarter, you add divide, times by four and divide by four to then get yeah. the CR rating. It's like, if you're a level one party of four to five, here's a level one that relates to a level one monster. Here's a level mm-hmm. two monster. And it would be very, basically that's what they could do what we're going to come on to these expert classes mm-hmm. i think i don't know as much about them in the sense of like what the reaction has been to them in the community because obviously there was a lot of discourse about the first one the character origins one which obviously we followed quite quite a lot so we were like oh what you know what does this mean etc so if we look at the class groups so as you sort of rightly pointed out there you know we have groups or we're grouping these classes yeah. together so the experts ones which were what we're going to talk about today the bard rogue and uh, ranger but also mm. Artificer has been put in there, but apparently yeah. that's not going to appear in the player's handbook. I find that very strange, particularly when like, that when they're bringing all the racial options into like the base model of like the blocks, it sounds mm-hmm. like. and it, Well, they have in D&D, like the new updated core rule books have all the uh, playable races available. Mm-hmm. I think I'm right in saying that. And they've brought in a lot of the Tasha rules for different classes. Mm-hmm. Why would they remove what is a very popular class i think nowadays i see people love them i've got mm-hmm. in my bowie's game i've got everyone wanted to be one type of artificer i had to stop pe- i've got two artificers <laughs> and i'm like what is where's this come from too yeah. many artificers yeah, everyone absolutely. everyone said oh i'd like to be an artificer i'm like <laughs> where's this come from i didn't know this was such a popular yeah. no i as soon as i saw sam regal play an artificer in critical Role, i was like yeah. that's such a cool class i yeah. want to play that yeah so those are the experts yeah then you have mages, which could be sorcerer, warlock, mm. and wizard. You have priests, which is cleric, druid, and paladin. And then finally, warriors, which are barbarian, fighter, and monk. Now, in the original D&D, or, or previous mm. editions of D&D, sorry, the priest was a class itself, correct? Yeah. That was, yeah. I feel a bit icky, uh, I've got to be honest, about the word priests to define this. Yeah. I, I just feel like, for me, priests has very loaded connotations oh, it's just loaded so i just wondered if there was a better word to group them together i also think technically think a warlock's closer to a cleric than a than a than a, than a druid is so, <laughs> so you'd think you'd swap um warlock for a priest of some sort i would say a druid and druid. a warlock are the wrong way around Ooh. because i think a druid is a mage of nature mm. uses natural magic in the mage way they're not a cleric mm-hmm. that gains well again they can be yeah. You could see it that way. I could see them both in both senses. A warlock is definitely, though, gaining its magic from an, an other being. 
mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And also doesn't have a great spell list like a wizard or a sorcerer, unlike mm-hmm. a druid, which has actually a pretty good spell list compared to a warlock. A warlock is pretty much Eldritch blasting everyone. Yeah, from... I wonder if it's down to this the new sort of rejigging of the spell list because yeah. instead of having all separate spell lists, they've now gone for three yeah. separate ones. You know, so the arcane, divine, and primal. And that's what they've said, isn't it? The arcane, then the divine and primal magic, mm-hmm. because it's utility and destruction, and warlocks are destruction. Mm. So then I'd say that the terminology is incorrect. They should sages and mages. Oh, sages, yeah. Every every religion, every culture has a sage of some sort, right? Sage is just yeah, a wise wise person, wise person, sort. and I yeah. think that's a better. So yeah, mages, sages, warriors, easy to remember as well. That's a good title for a D and D offshoot: sages and mages. <laughs> sages and mages and warriors. Oh my, that's. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on then, so the highlights of this article is it was in a nice little box, essentially, about so all three classes will have new features as well as revised versions of old features. And then one thing I I think got a lot of um criticism for in the that first playtest was um this idea of suggested and for yes. it, it's always going for this suggested stuff because it didn't really have that in the in mm. that first playtest stuff. They've now made a sure saying, hey, so when you get offered a decision. There's a suggested choice, but by no means do you need to take it. It just is, you know, if you want to make a character quickly and easily. This is for beginners so that they're like, I want to make a rogue. I want just to start somewhere that makes sense. I don't understand the mechanics yet. This is your preferred. Like they used to have like suggested class options. Right. In the previous one, which is like, okay, you're going to make a ranger, put your money on decks and wisdom, you yeah. know, do this sort of thing. Or if you want to go down a, a melee route, maybe strength and wisdom. I mean, in the obviously in the, the original player's handbook of 5th edition, it obviously it does say that sort of do this, do this, take this background, etc. Yeah, it does, yeah. So whereas obviously here, it's just like, it's just choices within the uh, class yeah, as well. And one thing we'll, we'll talk about, we have talked about when, whenever this episode comes out, is that creating your characters, it seems like from the that first playtest is that you would choose your class first rather mm. than your race first when you're creating your own characters. Yeah. It's, it suggests you take that first because they've broken it down a little bit differently in order to take it apart. So I just thought that was interesting. But more importantly, which I think something that we both were quite excited about, is that the 20th level feature of each of these classes has been moved to the 18th level. Bloody last. Because they're all crap. <laughs> we're not going to have the letdown. But then at 20th level, we'll have epic boons. Epic boons are going to be a bigger thing in yeah. the next edition, which is exciting because like, I don't think a lot of people get chance to have them or play them. I mean, I mean getting up to a higher level anyways is always... What I oh, Can I see my other thing that I see with this is mm-hmm. that it's is beneficial because those 20th level class features were never 20th level enough. Yeah. But I think it's partly a good thing and partly a cop-out because it also, and I think <laughs> is a good thing, is a cop-out because it's like, well, we can't think of anything specifically good. Here's some options that you can work yes. for any of them. Mm-hmm. But also my other reasoning is there are going to be documents and there are going to be DMs Guild product probably out now which Mm -hmm. are already written 200 epic boons do you know what i mean that are going to be super awesome and that are going to make being a 20th level whatever worthwhile i think i know what the answer is yeah which class would you like to look at first oh i'm 
No, can we do it in order? Because then we'll just of go. Course. That's the best way. All right. I either want to start with my favourite class or my least favourite class and then have Bard <laughs> somewhere in the middle. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I think if we start with Bard, get that out of the way, and then yeah. we can get to the more... Um, more interesting. Interesting. That's a good word. Yeah. Sure. Okay, Emotive. So, yeah. <laughs> so Bard primary ability is charisma has a nice little little summary about what yeah. a bard is it's like they can do music but they can do anything it's like you know it's, it's mm. way with words which is always quite nice the other thing i will mention is that they've changed armor proficiency just to say armor training i don't really know why uh it feels a bit yeah pedantic <laughs> like yeah and i think it's funny because when proficiency picks itself up in other things but i guess it's trying to separate it out from the proficiencies table so people don't get confused with it and they're yeah oh you know what they're gonna do what they're gonna change ac <gasps> do you think i think that's what they're gonna do so do you think it could be a flat it might not be related to dex at all yeah because it says require rising counter building rules i money now down on wow. AC changing to being related to your armor that you use. Nothing to do with your ability. Nothing to do with your ability. Because you might have a negative ability. Yes. Ooh. How do you feel about that? Ooh, I feel that it means that it will free up dexterity because I think a lot of people go, I'm always going to put something on dex. I'm never going to mm -hmm. have negative dex. Mm -hmm. I think because people do. Like, even yeah. if yeah. you're a wizard, you're like, well, I'll just dump a bit in dex so that I get at least some sort of AC. Whilst if you got rid of it from that and made it purely about your armor training or what you're wearing. It feels very Elden Ring in that aspect of it. Like you're yeah. just like building yourself up to be like almost like a tin man. Or maybe balancing it differently so that it's not like, because it is very much like you get from armor, you get a very small benefit on top mm. of your dexterity. It may be dexterity, maybe it's like flip. So it's like you get 10 baseline from a light armor and yeah. then your dexterity boosts you to 14 instead of it being you've got a, what your dex is plus two or something. It makes it a bit a bit sucky, I guess, for the players in the sense of like, because I, I mean, I've obviously played with players who like, you know, when, they, when they're doing all their maths, you know, all that sort of thing, and, and they maxing. go, my yeah, my armor is 22 and I'm going to, you know, uh, reaction shield as 20, you know, all that sort of yeah. thing. And because and, that's, that's crazy. I still think that'll be about, but it maybe it'll just be simplified in the sense that, or it would just, but I just think the weighting might change because I could, I've yeah. always found that a funny thing in it that you, you always put something in decks. You know what? That's a very interesting catch, actually. I hadn't considered that. I only picked it up now when you noticed, I just saw armor and I just saw light armor and I just assumed it was proficiencies. So next up then is starting equipment. And the thing yes. I've spoken to you off podcast mm. was what I didn't realize is two things. So now instead of like, and or sometimes it's like you get a, a hand mm. axe or melee weapon of your choice, etc. You now get everything. Mm. But one thing I hadn't spotted, but I had a quick check and it, it is in the fifth edition one. If you don't want to have the starting equipment, you obviously get money for it. Mm. In the previous edition, you could, it was lots of dice rolling essentially. And it would depend on the class you took, would depend on how much money you got. And here, it's just giving you a straight value of what it is. So rather than dice rolling it, it's just like uh, like 100 GPs. Again, streamlining. As I said to you, I feel, I get it, because obviously each yeah. class is going to have different starting equipment, but I feel people should get the same amount of money when they're starting. <laughs> As I said, I think it's because of the averageness of what kit you would need. Like, a wizard doesn't need armour just yeah. needs some arcane focus but needs to buy maybe some material components if you're doing that so fairly yeah. they need probably need that amount of money whilst a fighter might need two weapons plus a backup weapon plus yeah. some armor that's cost a bit of money yeah and an exploration pack and that just yeah. kind of adds up probably that's the only thing i could think 
is the reason why. I think that is probably exactly what it is. It just feels, again, if we're taking this whole thing like, well, everyone's equal, no one has negative stuff, but then everyone starts yeah. off with not as much money. Again, again, I know that's being so pedantic and it's just so niggling. Ultimately, it doesn't matter. Like, I'm always someone who starts with the same starting equipment because, again, for ease, I'm just like, done. Yeah. You know. The other thing that it's made me think of mm-hmm. is changing encounter. I'm just, this is me yeah. thinking forward again. They won't have roll dice for hit points. <sighs> I bet they be... will just have the flat oh, rate because I don't. Who bothers? Who bothers? Out there, I'm sure you do. I'm sure someone does, but I, I don't bother. Again, it's those it's those chaotic people who are like, I want to roll for all my stats. And I'm like, why don't you just take standard array? <laughs> I always do point by. <laughs> I exactly. always do point by. That's I, it. I, I don't know. I think maybe because there's that, we've been in, uh, encouraged to like get as much dice as possible. So we want to make use of as much dice as possible. But I don't That's know. That's true. Again, maybe there'll be a rule like, hey, if you like rolling, go for it. Like, yeah. I always use average damage when I'm doing monsters now. Just because, and I know that's not, maybe not as fun for the DM, but I'm like, I don't yeah. want to keep rolling stuff. I'm already hitting them. Unless unless it's a cool ass attack, then I'm like, fine, all right, I'll roll all these D10s. But then it's like, no, 2D6? Oh, no, you get, you get, what? Oh, you even for attack, you will take the average. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I wouldn't do that. I, mean, I can't bother <laughs> that. I roll for that. But uh, for the hit points, I'm like, fuck that. I'll always take hit points average instead of yeah. rolling for level up because I ain't taking that risk. Maybe maybe you and I are just really, we're just tired of this stuff now. So we're just like, we'll yeah, do that's it. The thing. Like, when you're a new player, you're like, oh, I want to roll this. Well, that's like, the thing. That's why I find it interesting that they've got rid of the roll for the 100 GP, but like for the mm-hmm. money. But I imagine that on D&D Beyond, you don't roll for the money. You just get the standard number. Yeah. So. But I guess as well, because you obviously, certain shows do show people leveling up, like Critical Roll, they mm. do the rolling dice mm. thing. Um, well, it's it. another bit of gamble fun. It's a bit of gambling, isn't it? Yeah, it's, nice it's to more. See. In, I guess that's more interesting to watch as a streamer yeah. uh, than a than a yeah. playing. You know? And it's entertaining when someone gets a crap number, but when it's you, it's fucking annoying. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's fun for a stream and like doing a one shot, and you're like, oh, I've got really crap stats. And for role playing, amazing. But combat, mm. you're just like, it's a bit tiring now. <laughs> Let's move on then to the class features of the Bard. I'm going to let you take Bardic Mm -hmm. Inspiration. So it's changed now a little bit. So before, it used to just be like, Inspiration! Chucking it at everyone, at yourself, you know. Uh, But you can only now use it in a certain number of ways. Uh, It starts as a D6, which I think is the same. I don't know if it was a D4 before. No, I think it was always a D6 to start with. So you can boost a D20 test, which is a new term that I haven't seen before, because it used to be on a action or on a saving ability throw. check or a saving throw. It's on all D20 tests. So probably um, death saving throws, if you're doing a con- concentration checks, that sort of thing. You give it, there's reaction, rolls that die and adds a number to the D20, potentially turn the failure into a success. Yeah. But that is when another creature within six feet of you that you can see or hear fails a D20 test. Yeah. It's not before... And it's not, I'm giving you inspiration and then you can hold it for four hours. It is, you've made the test, you've made a mistake, now use it. I I think it makes no difference to the mechanic apart from making it actually, uh, because you you just have to call it before... You, yeah, you, and you it would be a bonus action to call yeah. it for rather than a reaction. So yeah. I, it frees yeah. up uh, bars with their b- bonus actions. Yeah. But it does feel a bit 
I, I guess I, I definitely see it flavor some wise why that works, but it just feel yeah, I, I miss the idea that like, I could hold it on. It's not the yeah. it's not when I fail. Yeah, it's- someone's told me something great and I'm gonna hold on to this idea of me being great. <laughs> I don't know, like someone said like you can do this and it's that movie moment like when you then yeah. f- an hour later and they're in the fight and they're down and they're like and you hear the you can do this. This, yeah. this, this, and they go dun, 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 and they <laughs> slice up and win, and that's kind of why I, I prefer. I like the. I like it also in the sort of moment, but I think mm. uh, I would the homebrew rule I'd have is you can hold on to that. You hold on to it for ten minutes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the second part of that yeah. is that now you can get yeah. healing as a result of that. So again, when you see when you know that same sort of thing, if you can see a creature within yeah. sixty feet. Oh, see or hear. So if you hear someone go, ah, you're like, oh no, <laughs> I'm hurt. Uh, you can use reaction to roll Barney Inspiration and restore that number of people. So obviously they, the player doesn't do it, uh, yeah. but you, the bard, does I think that's great. And it makes like so that. much more of a utility because they always do like Song of Repose, Rest, or uh, what's the other one? And like they can do healing magics as well, like um, yeah. uh, healing word and out, stuff. Out of combat as well, yeah. yeah. So yeah, no, I, I like that. It's it's an, again, you have a number of uh, Barney Inspirations equal to proficiency yada 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 mm-hmm. all that sort of thing so what they're, they're going through that route now of like your abilities they're linked to your proficiencies which is yeah great and that front so then what you get is spell casting yeah so this is this is new in spell casting terms anyway this idea mm. so obviously there are suggested spells which is always good because of color spray disguise self prestidigitation and vicious mockery classic bars exactly spells. exactly what i was thinking Off. classic we'll go on to like what else you could prepare in a second but when you t- finish a long rest you can replace any spell you've prepared for this class with another arcane spell of the same level abiding the school restrictions so here it talks about the you you know your spells can only come from mm. one of the following schools of magic it's divination enchantment illusion or transmutation and i was saying to you uh, it's two things one i don't know what the schools of magic do um, so I'm stuffed as a yeah. player. <laughs> I'm going to have to learn those quickly. <laughs> I see, the thing is, I've kind of got my head around them, but have after just know, finding out what they are, but I couldn't mm. tell you necessarily each spell and go, that's definitely that one. If I like said, I don't know, a mage hand, you'd be like, Illusion. Yeah, probably illusion. Or is it again, transmutation? Well, there you go, right? Uh, transmutation is changing things into things, right? Yeah, but sometimes you have like a spirits or a transmutation one. <gasps> whilst an illusion is like that's not real so if the mage hand oh. is a illusory thing but i think it might be like the spirit of somebody that like um bigby's hand is a yes. transmutation spell not an illusion spell because it's transmutation it's solid, would be summoning something as transmutation right. as well okay so yeah so as you can tell we're like oh god so yeah so what they've done now with the three sort of spell lists is that mm. obviously there's schools in it and then for each class that has oh, spell casting complicated you can <laughs> You, you like you can have some of these spells when you level up or when you're preparing spells, but they have to be from certain schools. Just have the bard list. <laughs> I know. I again, like you, like you were saying to me, it's trying to streamline it into free, free sort of spell list, which I think I was like, yeah, that makes sense. But at the same time, but they're not. They're not because I, I, yeah, I'd be like, I want to know what can I do again. Maybe that's just me coming to it, but I just feel like we've got the free things, great. But then you're gonna have to look through it, unless it's organized yeah. in a particular way. Well, they do. They all just have the bard spell list like they used to, but it just they want what you want is, I mean, just use dnd beyond well yeah but that might change by the time by the time all this yeah but the thing is dnd beyond makes it like you can't prepare a spell that you don't know so there's the useful thing about it so like you just have your list that you see is what you can use so i think that's the easiest thing computers make it but also again we have to say not everyone has dnd beyond i know we're we're stickers no no, 
no, uh, but then what they'll do is that yeah they they'll have the spells as they're written out and then they have the spell list separately which is always annoying but as you say if they could do it with your idea was do it by those if they do the lists by the actual schools then it is very easy than doing yes. them as just like, like here's all spells and then together. telling you what they are afterwards is a yeah, bit because then you could be like yeah primal will go down to evocation yeah. here's those ones exactly. in level order as well yeah but then the thing i wanted to do we sort of chatted about it a little bit so when you finish long rest you can switch any spell yeah. um for me what that wording means is that any one spell it's not a number of spells because obviously when you prepare so when you're a paladin currently you can prepare your whole spell list as in, but here it felt like oh you can only do one at a time from the wording i think it means all of them but i i think that needs clarification it that's fine because otherwise you could have a really cruel person say oh you can only change one of your spell because that would be absolute bollocks, no, that's bollocks. <laughs> like, <laughs> would most be... bards would be like i know various monologues and cool yeah. musical things and you're like yeah well here's a new taylor swift song you need to remember oh no i'm gonna have to take out um nick cave and the bad seeds uh, <laughs> what a what a swap yeah. out but <laughs> yeah I, don't know. I mean why but good good for you but uh, i think but this is what but as i said this is like that hamilton gets annoyed about again yeah. here we go hamilton's annoyed uh no so like you know what really grinds my gears uh is when where's the flavorful mechanic that i'm missing from this which is which is fine and maybe it will have it in the thing but like wizards have a, a spell book and they can only mm-hmm. can have access to all the spells and all the lists because they have they can learn any spell but the caveat is they need to learn it they need to have seen it they need to yep. have studied the runes or the or the the magical inquiry behind it a bard i feel is similar I, I personally in my mind it is knowing mm. the soliloquy the the performative art the the mime routine the uh i'm thinking of all random bard things the, the song uh that creates the the magical effect and mm. so what are they suggesting and i i guess i just want that little mm. bit of text that just says as you progress through levels you gain knowledge of more songs and more routines or is it you absorb this music from the universe and that's how you that i just feel that would be nice to be added to it which is just having this sort of like why are they gaining these spells how do they do it are they gaining it from the ether or are they gaining it because they're actually going out and experiencing it and i was saying like they add mechanics to so many things they don't need that are unnecessary to add mechanics to like the character option things that we will talk about and i think why don't they add mechanics to things which would actually be more fun like if you go to a gig, you will learn a song. I don't know. Or like yeah. downtime activities to 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 increase your spell casting or just explain that sort of ability of like how you pro- progress. Oh, it's almost your... like they've streamlined it so much mm. that it doesn't matter. Like they don't, maybe they've taken out the, what I would consider the grinding aspect of it Yeah. to that point, which is, I think it's such a shame because when you think of stuff like, you know, Elden Ring or Skyrim or anything like that, you mm. learn these things, you put in points and all that sort of yeah. thing. So, I don't know. I don't know the answer to it, but yeah. It's just a different RPG, I guess. That's the thing. I think it's just not being that RPG and there are probably other ones out there. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. But this is D&D and this is where we are. So anyway, that's the... So that's the... I think we've sort of explained it. I do feel like... I think you and I will both be like, you can replace all of your spells. Even if, mm. even if it comes out as a clarification later on, like, oh, it's yeah. only one spell per... Short, long rest and you're like nah fuck that yeah. life's for living you know <laughs> level two now this is where i think my big not problem with classes is i think what they've done is really interesting and really and like oh, i feel it's a bit, a bit different got rid of the cobwebs etc but expertise now it feels like more classes have expertise 
as a result. And it feels to me a bit bland as a result. Mm. I get it. As you're going up the levels, you're like, oh, you're getting a bit better at your things. So yeah, you're going to be more proficient in them. But I I like having the weird abilities. I like having danger sense, even though I never use it as a barbarian. Mm. Because uh, one time when the trap goes up, I go, wait, I... I have a thing for this. That weird ability you use once every 10 get sessions, but it's so cool to have when it happens. Because, yeah, because yeah, it's not like the DM's going to be like, oh, you, whatever. Yeah. I just feel that's great. Whereas I feel like proficiencies, it might lead to players going, can I use Arcana for this? And I feel that takes me, whenever people ask for checks, it's one of my little pet hates. Tell me what you want to do. And then I'll tell you what the check's going to be. Yeah, exactly. Because so sometimes people just roll for it straight away. I did an insight check. And I'm like, why don't you say, can I see what his motive is? Or can I see, yeah. can, can I, what's in the room? Or yeah. can I, are there any guards nearby? I, I prefer those because then you could be like, then it's the choice of the DM to tell you what to do. Yeah. I'm also happy if they're like, can I use, like, if you, I want to do this, but can I use Arcana for it? And you'd be like, yeah, okay, but this means you're only going to get this yeah. sort of information. Whilst... Like, can I do an investigation check, but using my arcana? And I'm like, well, yeah, but you'll only understand yeah. magical things about it. You won't understand everything about it, if you know what I mean. Whilst if you did an investigation, you might find something more. I, I don't yeah. know. You know. And, may- and maybe that that this sort of thing is away from that whole expertise things. But I just feel, again, it's cool that more classes are getting more expert in it, perhaps. Yeah. Well, having good stats and having good proficiencies makes the game better i think i'd like I, again i don't want to mean like min maxing but i think in the things that are important to you as your mm-hmm. class unless you're going for something that you're intentionally want to be a bad bard like you want to be a bard that has got a low charisma and that's part mm-hmm. of the fun then totally fine and i love that i love that as a as a gameplay mechanic but i think when it comes to combat and, and enjoyment of that element of it because i think role play mm-hmm. is different because having yes. anything i think when it comes to that unless you are you will enjoy not doing well at things mm-hmm. but actually having the ability to at least half the time succeed means that you can actually do something and and Mm. i don't mean that because failing is it can be enjoyable but if you're in combat and you can't you're trying to cast spells and you're trying to do this and they and your spell save is 10 and everyone rolls higher than it and you just everything you just get frustrated unless you accept it but i think it's um it's an interesting mechanic of it i think the choice should always be there yeah with the dm saying are you sure about this because yeah. i think it's definitely something for me as an as a more experienced player but i i like the challenge of doing that maybe as yeah. a one shot or very yeah. limited couple of sessions because then it makes me think all right i'm not as good in combat what else can i do can yeah. i support the other players who are good at combat like i'm recently yeah. i've tried out being a sorcerer for the first time i mean i've burned through spell slots like it's it's no tomorrow but i'm i like the fact that now i have to look at my spells and go, oh this will be very good I see it on both sides. Uh, that's the thing. I see it both yeah. sides. And I can see there is something that we've mentioned when we get to level 20. Sometimes you cannot feel expert enough in your class. And I do mm. think that this helps. I think there there are times when I've had characters that I've made that are yeah. high level, 10th uh, level. And yeah. sometimes you can still feel a bit wishy-washy. Yes. And that you're not quite defined enough. And mm-hmm. that can be down to my own fault as much as any oh, anyone's. Yeah. And that's probably why they give you suggestions. But I think having, mm. that's why I guess I love rogues because rogues <laughs> are so much fun because they have expertise. They mm-hmm. have uh, the jack of all trades thing, which they've given sort of bait, similar things as well. They're, they're, yeah, to the bard. Yeah. Uh, which they give to the bard. And they get, they get so many things that are just like, you are good. At what rogues do and that's why rogues are such a great class because even though they're not specific because the subclasses are so varied mm-hmm. but you can you are good at being a rogue when you play a rogue yeah. whilst you can be a paladin and be crap at being a paladin yeah and you can be a, a warlock and be crap being a warlock and you can be mm-hmm. a barbarian and be crap being a barbarian mm-hmm. that's kind of where i'm at on that yeah. i think 
next thing you get is songs of restoration so mm. again very similar to like song of rest but mm. now they've switched it so that you get more spells mostly mm. healing spells um you know healing word at level two lesser restoration level four mass healing word freedom of movement which is a cracking spell by the way yeah i didn't realize how good it was until i used it recently so that's good and then 10th level greater restoration so that's quite cool that yeah. instead of just giving an extra however many dice when you do a you know when yeah. you're having a rest you get these extra spells which actually could open you up to doing more stuff in battle should you want to again yeah. maybe you're a bard you might like being more offensive perhaps mm. so maybe you won't use these as much but I thought they were quite good. I think the more healing you give players, the more attacking they'll do. Agreed. And the more reckless they'll be. And I think that mm, can be fun. Uh, yeah. And I think that's Always sort of part of it. More risks. Whilst if you want to play it the other way, like I did in the Castrol game I did, where there's not enough healing, is that then you are so much more measured and you play the game that way. So I think from a beginner's point of view, having lots of healers and ability to heal is positive mm. and giving that to players. But you can always manage that as a DM yeah. by not giving them a rest i guess yeah because I, I guess it, it's the challenge of it isn't it that's uh yeah, yeah. It, it allows more flexibility and, and more ability for that challenge to be lowered naturally mm-hmm. in the gameplay yeah. jack of all trades obviously mm-hmm. uh you get uh, at these levels you know uh you also get feats as well you get up to i think mm-hmm. up to five or six feats i think because mm-hmm. you get like a first level feat as well when you pick a class Font of Bardic Inspiration, so regaining all your Bardic Inspiration on a short and long rest. I think that's really great. The short that's rest fantastic. is really good. Oh, yeah. it, makes it, it makes it feel more warlocky in a way. Yeah, 100%. And I think the more benefits you gain in a short rest are really useful, particularly on dungeon crawls. The other thing about Font of Bardic Inspiration, though, this is the first time I've ever seen this, is that if a creature rolls your Bardic Inspiration die and gets a 1, mm. then that's, that use of Bardic Inspiration isn't expended. I feel that's just going to be a lot to keep track of. <laughs> it's nice. I think it's nice. I think it. Um, it's again. It's just actually making the game a bit fairer, a bit yeah. like less frustrating. Like, oh, I got a one, and you, like on a body inspiration drive. But then again, yeah. Sometimes that's all you need. But yeah. sometimes it's, it's like, yeah. oh, I, just, you know, like you fail your D twenty test by one. And yeah. you're just like, oh, great, I've got an inspiration. Like, well, I've got, I've got it. Doesn't matter what I roll. And you get a one. And it's like, because yeah. then you'll be like, I want a one because then yeah. you'll get another inspiration pack. Yeah, that's very true. I quite like that. But it's just, it's on the player to remember it. I would never remember that as a, as a DM. Like, by the way, that's a one. Like, I'd, I'd let the players remember that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> then you get another feat, another set of expertise, which is funny because then you've now doubled the expertise, which is like, as you said, it feels a bit like, well, there's room here for, I like, the, the fact that the more feats and uh, some, we'll talk about feats at another time but there are some good feats and actually you can make your own whole basic class and very particular strategy mm-hmm. for your character by just using feats and i think they're really interesting mm-hmm. but there's also the fact that it, it does lack the the focusing of yeah. you know of making you an amazing bard then you get uh, magical secrets and further magical secrets mm. so this is i'm sure this is in the actual bard stuff itself like i'm sure like basically it's their ability to gain more magic and have access to more more of the spell things so Mm. yeah you for both of them you choose a spell list so out of the arcane divine or primal uh you Mm. have to choose a different one for each one and then whenever you prepare spells for this class up to two of the spells it can be from any school of magic and you're like Mm. great i like the fact that that i would have much preferred when they get to 11th level you now have access to all arcane spells. Yeah. Doesn't matter the school of magic. And then 15th level, you get access to all the spell lists. 
and that would have been the simplest way to do it because yes. that's what's great that's what's great about the 5e bard is they are the most diverse spellcaster actually out there mm-hmm. they are i think wizards can be super powerful but the benefit of playing a bard is you get armor you get expertise in lots of things you and you don't get some of the other boons that wizards get but you you're not the glass cannon but you mm. can be super i mean we'll all agree that scanner shorthold won critical role season one yeah, <laughs> if we're gonna win Agreed. and win at dnd but like he went up against and, and matt mercer made that point at the end the whole thing he loved about it was that he said i wanted to prove through this that bars are an important and really yeah. really great class because they are they're not the silly little yeah they are ridiculously powerful but like ridiculously powerful uh class to play and i, I would if someone if i had the choice of choosing a spellcaster i think they'd be they're up there on top of my mm. list for spellcasters I guess the the way you just described that, you know, I'm just imagining like Tom Bombadil from Lord of the Rings, just yeah. like this enigmatic, charming, but yeah. also incredibly powerful, but in a yeah. very disarming way that you yeah. that isn't in, that doesn't have any evil intent, perhaps, yeah. you know. And it's not bumbling in the sense of like the wizard, like the Gandalf, like you know, it's just oh oh, and then go, do not take me for a fool. Yeah, Peregrine took, and you're like, I, I am not a cheap conjurer of tricks, and you like realize that they're actually super powerful, and that's a different way of doing it. But the bard is amdram like uh, acting, yeah, yeah, exactly. But the bard is more like la 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 la, boom, you're dead. Oh, what? <laughs> How did that happen? You know, yeah. like uh, yeah. I wasn't expecting that. Then coming up to the last couple of things on the bard sort of main things, we've got superior bardic inspiration, which I quite like this one. Like you roll initiative, you gain, regain two expended uses of your bardic inspiration. I think that's really good. And I, like I think that. I like that as a new, I'm stealing that for other like subclass options. It's like Agreed. on a roll of initiative as a new point of like additional things, short rest, long rest on roll of initiative. Mm-hmm. Yes. Why yeah. have I not thought of that? It's yeah. like... That is such a good point. It's like, on a roll of initiative, you gain everything back. Oh, that'd be amazing. But like, if you could gain back some things that you like, things like inspiration or things like um, Mm -hmm. songs of rest or healing abilities Mm -hmm. would be a great thing to be like, okay, we've now hit combat. You gain a bit of that back because the adrenaline rush or something like that, you know, Mm -hmm. the fight or flight response gives you this ability. The thing for me, I've always thought like inspiration, I love it as a a thing. But I think as I always, what happens when you get to higher levels, you're like, oh, here, here's some inspiration and then you don't use it because obviously you mm. you ace all your, your checks but here it's more immediate yeah it again frees up the bar to do the yeah. bonus action spells if they want to do that but it means that they can be like hey i'm gonna help you out right now when you need it that's actually that's very true these two together work very well and that's a good point because in that vecna fight i just think of you know it's just like you need to roll 21s you need to roll mm-hmm. 22s and they're difficult to do even yeah. at level 18 so having that bardic inspiration and having two extra spending slots and having them if it's a one getting them back yep. you've now got to a point where it's like you're a real boon to not to use a term that's coming up but it's obviously my mind <laughs> uh to your party because mm-hmm. you're like inspiration 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 so Oprah Bard. Oh my gosh, I want an Oprah Bard would be awesome. That would be actually quite yeah, like a journalist type interviewer who is a bard. I think that would work so well. Use their inspirational speeches and like sort of yeah. Oh, okay, I'm up for that. At level twenty, you get an epic boon, and it suggests you get the epic boon of luck, which Mm. is immediately after you roll a d20 for a d20 test, you can roll a d10 and add the number roll to the test. 
Once you use this benefit, you can't use it until you roll initiative or finish a short or long rest. You were prepared for your 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 epic boons. I was like, scroll, scroll, scroll. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't get to the pick <laughs> And I was like, you're already there. That's impressive. I'm yeah. here. Yeah, 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 yeah. As we'll come on to in the College of Law class, uh, it's nice to be able to inspire or have something for yourself because constantly the bard's like, here, here, here. And then yeah. you can't, current version, you can't yeah. inspire yourself. So I like that here at level 20, you're like, I've got this. <laughs> I'm also going to think that at level 20, it makes more sense than a re-roll of a d20. Yes. Because the thing is, even if you've got a 9, that can mean doing nothing, right? But if you've got a 9 and you can add a d10, that's 19, the maximum. Whilst if it's yeah. like, I've got a 9, that hasn't done it, I need to roll a d20. Well, I can get anything below 9 now and it's not yes. going to be useful to me. At lower levels, the old-fashioned luck is really good because actually you just need the luck. You just need more options to get it. But having the d10 as an additional, I quite like that. Again, until you roll initiative yeah. or finish a short rest. I, I, again, it's there. Love it. It's ready for you to have. keep fighting. Yeah, I love yeah. it. I really like that. And But I, I think once is a little bit low for a luck. Ooh, I think you, you would you have, have three. Have... I think I'd have the three, like the old-fashioned oh, fashion, like old fashioned luck. Ooh. Yeah, because I was going to say as many uh, proficiencies, but actually the, you'd have like, what, five or six yeah, plus? Yeah, I think. Or half your proficiency bonus rolled minimum one. No, I, or think, I think you're right. I think like like the old look feat, which was just free. I think yeah. free here. And also cause... three and luck goes together, doesn't it? So it does. Once yeah, more for luck, third free. time for luck. You know, mm. like it, third time's lucky. I think that's kind of third what time's a charm. Yeah, time's, exactly. Good. I think that's why. So yeah, so you can take this boon or any of the other epic boons that is suggested here. But I think it like the look boon. I think I would always take that. I, I'm just maybe that sort of it. But whenever I'm going to get to level twenty. Yeah, I think that I think that's the best one that for this. I was trying to think. There are other ones. I think if you wanted to go down the the healing one, you go for maybe the recovery one mm -hmm. was the one I was thinking of. I also think uh, dimensional travel is always a fun because I like misty stepping. Yeah. Again, I think all of these need to be threes, but we'll we can come to that. Because uh, yeah. I think for epic boon, yeah, you you should be. We've said this before. You should be a god. Be... <laughs> the word epic makes me wonder: mm. Will they make epic classes for D and D? One D and D. In well, in what sense? So they used to have the what are they called epic classes. I think they were called epic classes. I can't remember. But in the old D and D, you could have plus twenty level classes that went up to level thirty, which I think were called heroic level or Ooh. epic. I, I had heard about these, yeah. You basically became deities, and it was incredible. <laughs> like, but that's when it actually made some. I can't. I, uh, it's my brain's too old for remembering exactly the terminology. But mm -hmm. I think it makes me think. It remind. I think it were called epic classes, and I think it would be an. I think people have made them for five E, like on mm -hmm. DMs Guild. It's an interesting thing, and I think with long form campaigns now, and people playing for longer, but also wanting to start high level campaigns and in existing in twenty level campaigns now, yeah. or at least starting at level fifteen or. 10 even that mm. having a 10 to 30 or a new game plus as it would be called in computer game games uh, would be kind of interesting that was it really but i still think they're not epic enough let's finish off the bard by looking at the subclass they provided um which yes. is the college of law on which again a classic a classic bards i think that one it that this one does appear in the player's handbook off the top of my head but we have yet to cover yeah, bards in its entirety on dm's oh, book club i'd have to get the book out and i can't miss over there we'll have, to, we'll have to do it at some point no doubt yeah but here you get sort of uh, five features as you do mm -hmm. with most uh most subclasses yeah third level bonus proficiencies get more stuff so you're more of a jack of trades yep. get more stuff great 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 cutting words our favorite sort of bard mm. thing uh, you learn how to use your wit uh, to supernaturally distract confuse and otherwise sap the confidence and competence yeah. of others what a great line 
it's basically yeah when you see them succeed on an, an attack or an ability check or an attack roll within 60 feet you use your reaction again rather than your uh bonus action uh, mm. to roll your body inspiration and then subtract that roll to potentially turning it into a failure which i quite yeah. like and i've always liked that i think cut, cut, cutting words is a good one it always makes me think of um insult sword fighting yeah do you remember if it was linked to your body inspiration though or was it a like a, just a d4 or something Ooh, i think it was body inspiration yeah was Wait, that's fair again I, oh, he's gone to get the book now guys he's gone to get the book now. i need it i need it player's handbook it's filled with yeah. other pages look at this thing oh it's, wow hey hey that's a, that's a sign of a good used book that um, is it's filled with lots of different stuff so finding crap is going to be difficult but no, i guess it's just because i just found that interesting because i i always i always thought it was like a d4 and that's what you do it but again i've never i've never played bards fully so this is just me learning for my own uh, benefit. I wanted to do this because I want to actually use the book because then I've actually used it for the first time. Oh, I've not opened this book in such a long time. So here we go. Is it like, it yeah, it's like, Arr. it's a bit dusty. Uh, College of Law. Yeah, no, that's got the one. Cutting words. You can use your reaction to expend one of your uses of a bardic inspiration. Oh, so Sorry. it's exactly the same thing. There, there we go. <laughs> well, it is literally, you got bonus proficiencies, you got cutting words. Cunning inspiration. Yeah, you used to get additional magical secrets so they've Ooh. moved cunning inspiration and they've given the additional magical secrets into the main thing mm. yeah and they've also given you an additional one which is the improved cutting words and then yes. peer the skill is the same so they've yeah. that's the difference oh the peer the skill is the one i was going to say so the, that's the one where you can inspire yourself so you expend one of your bad inspirations and roll it and then add it to an ability check uh, only just to ability check though not an attack then Cutting inspiration, though, again, just to go back a little bit, that's when a creature rolls your body inspiration and then can roll the dice twice and mm. take the higher of the two rolls. I quite like that. And yet, improved cutting words, you deal psychic damage equal to the number rolled in the body inspiration. I plus your charisma modifier, so a little bit more damage. Yeah. Overall, that's, it's, it's quite a nice... I think they pair very nicely, obviously, because it's um, a classic bard subclass and with the bard class itself. Mm -hmm. There's nothing... I don't find anything wrong with it or anything like that. Did you talk about Pillar School? I did talk about Pillar School. Where, yeah, so inspiring yourself because you're like, I definitely yes, got this. Boop, 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 boop. But yeah, that's only an ability check. I think maybe what I'd like to see later on is like you could just do it on any D20 any D20 test. test. Exactly. The wording that they're now using. I'm now stealing that. So that is the Bard, isn't it, really? Yeah, uh, overall thoughts in general? Any summer, any final thought of, of the Bard? I think as we're going to find with all of them, they're making them more expert, which I think is good. I think yep. it makes sense. I think it fits with the title. I think the streamlining ishness of spells probably could do with some work just re yeah. i just think i'm not 100 sold on the idea yet but maybe once i've used it it's fine and it depends on how the book is laid out yeah, agreed they're trying to make some things easier and some things more complicated it is a funny thing yeah. but yeah overall I, I don't think it's affected it greatly epic boons could be better <laughs> <laughs> So next up is Rangers. Mm. Now, as you know, Hamilton, we recently went through Rangers quite a bit. Oh, did um, we? I, I blanked out. I think I went into a zone. <laughs> I went into a zone and completely forgot what happened. Yeah, it, I think overall, our summary of Rangers was like, we wish it would have been better because a lot of it mm. made us cross. And we did go over, obviously, the original Player's Handbook one and then the updated one. And they were happy with Tasha's. Tasha's was the return of the Jedi, as we called it. <laughs> 
Yeah. So is this what is this one of the latest ones? Um, oh no, Last Skywalker. No, I hope bloody not. I hope bloody not. It could be, if it's Rogue One, it might be Rogue One. Oh, it might no. be the the, the original One D and D, the Rogue One D and D that fixes it all. But I I, uh, I don't know. I think it's a bit of Tasha's like. So yeah, so prime mobility for this is dexterity and wisdom, which we knew about mm. already. And again, the nice little summary of what a ranger is. It's a it's a little bit light compared to the other two, I would say perhaps, but I think it does an all right job. It talks about their connection to nature. Mm. It definitely emphasizes the primal powers, indicating that their spell list is primal. Yeah. In terms of like hit points, proficiencies proficiency sorry same old same old nothing different there I always forget they get a d10 it's a really good it's a solid d10 one isn't it yeah d10 for their uh hit die and stuff yeah mm. and then starting equipment again it's taking away from that and all thing you now do get arrows and a sword sword and a scimitar mm. you're ready to go you're you're like ah well you have to have a scimitar because of drizzit that's the only reason you have to have a scimitar is that what is that do you think that's what it is yeah because he's <laughs> he uses two scimitars and it's like like it's physically you have to have one because people want to be drizzit or dritzed going on to class features yeah then. and we'll say for this like we said it is like a, a light version of test. it's this the, the ranger class is completely unrecognizable i would say out of the out of the three so uh yeah it's similar once you've read tasha's and then yes. reorganized and can i just say the one thing just before <laughs> before we go into it i just i just saw your face go I gotta have to. I'll go for it. I gotta do it, please. They didn't have the guts to get rid of spellcasting. They just didn't have I the guts to do it. If they that. did it, I would have said yes. Well done. Top marks. Ten out of ten. Here's a star. You've won. <laughs> you've, you've completed D and D. You've won the Hamilton's Wheel of Approval. <laughs> oh, coveted. How amazing! No, I'm joking. But I just think if they had done that and said spellcasting, and they did want two subclasses, and one of them was a mm. druid-based like circle of the ranger or something like that subclass, I'd have been like amazing. But it's fine. It's still very good. I just think that's the one thing they should have done. It's interesting. If they'd taken out spellcasting, I think then they'd have to move this whole class to warriors as a result. No, because they're an expert. They're an expert. In... And favoured enemy. Uh, they expertise in stealth and all those things. I think it still works as an expertise class. Because okay. they've done the things that we've talked about, which yes. we'll come on to. Yes, fair enough, fair enough. Continue, continue, continue. I love that. Okay, yeah, well, start spellcasting out the way. Again, similar thing. If you were getting spellcasting at level one, if you wish to choose, you could have the following spells prepared. That's Cure Wounds, Guidance, Hunter's Mark, and Thorn Whip. Mm -hmm. And yet you can prepare any spell from the primal... It must be a primal spell, and it can be from any school of magic apart from evocation. Which I find weird, because yeah. technically they're quite an attacky class in some ways, but I guess that this is the thing. It proves that their spellcasting is purely bonus material, and I think maybe in some respects their spellcasting is not spellcasting in theory. If you wanted to mm. flavor it, it's actually their ability to cure wounds. It's not magic. Maybe it's more their sort of like field skills and yeah. uh, guidance is the fact that they apply benefits to understanding people. And Hunter's Mark is a is actually an innate thing. It's not necessarily magic. Ooh. I know that they do flavor it that way, but I think you can flavor it another way. I love that. Yeah, like it. Yeah, it's it's just an extra thing rather than I'm using a spell. Yeah, it's magic. Like when I did a ranger detective class, it's like Sherlock's not magical, but he is no. basically like a magician because mm -hmm. he's so intelligent that it appears like magic. At level one as well, you also get expertise. 
cheese again. Mm -hmm. uh, but also, you get a favorite enemy, our favorite enemy. But it's better this time. So much better. Yes, yeah. before it was absolutely awful. Oh, it's Dave. Okay, we better have a we better have a Dragoners campaign because Dave will be bored. <laughs> so we don't have to have that anymore. Yeah. So you always have Hunter's Mark prepared, mm -hmm. and it doesn't count towards your number of spells you could prepare. Yeah. Great. More importantly, you do not have to concentrate on a yes. spell once you cast it, it lasts for its pure duration, which I think is an hour, mm -hmm. unless you end it as a bonus action or an, until you're in, incapacitated. So that's really mm. cool, because obviously Hunter's yeah. Mark is such a, a classic staple. A classic. classic ranger thing, which you, you know, not only does it do damage, you can you know, obviously track yeah. that creature if you're on the same plane of existence as it. Yeah, brilliant. But yeah, so that, that's a massive change. Really good, and that's just what it should be. And like... Mm -hmm. I'm totally happily for people to flavor that however they want. I also like the whole, like, the one that we talked about, about it having planes of existence or having these sort of benefits for being a ranger that focuses on certain, not just, like, dragons, but, like, mm -hmm. the area that you're in. But actually, I think what this does is it shows that you become, you become, like, in the combat, it creates a good dynamic uh, for... Mm -hmm. Like, the rogue, and depending on what rogue you choose, becomes a very, like, adaptable a being in the in the party that can flip from from enemy to enemy in a melee way which mm -hmm. is their benefit like they can disengage and they can be really tactile in a combat from in a in a melee sense which is very difficult whilst tanks generally either become adaptable by the fact that they can take an, uh, an attack of opportunity because they're tanks do you know what i mean like a barbarian knows that they can just leave um someone's area of effect because who gives a crap if they get hit by? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Oh yeah, no, I'm yeah. going to get take some damage. But the rogue's very versatile in that sense, and 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 tanks don't move as much because they can just sit there and take damage on the big enemy. You know, mm -hmm. they go and sit there, sit in the front, take the melee damage, and just whack away. Mm -hmm. And what this does is it gives the rangers a different sort of ability, which is like they can focus on someone which doesn't necessarily need to be the main enemy type. It doesn't have to be if you're in a dragon, you've got some kobolds and a mage or something like that. They, they could be like your secondary character. Like everyone, like the, the tanks can be focusing on the heavy hitter whilst the ranger could be focusing on the range attack on another mm -hmm. enemy. So like if you did have a mage and a dragon, they could be focusing on the dragon whilst the tanks can be going to the mage or something like that. And it, 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 but it gives them a, dif a different combative right what i'm just saying is it gives versatility to the cat which the is what type, you need which is what you want yeah exactly that's what we want from all of us because you want classes to feel different and yeah. and this gives the difference which is what i think ranger always felt like a bastardization of two mm. which was druid and rogue and actually yeah. this is more what it yeah, should be this, this this puts it together a little bit better as yeah. a result yeah level three you get a subclass that's where it begins we'll come on to that mm -hmm. in a second uh then feet and then fifth level extra attack now is that what you used to get extra attack on i forget i don't think so i think it was later and i think we said it should be earlier behind the scenes folks we actually don't have anything open <laughs> i'm opening it now i'm opening it now i'm opening it now i'm doing you're it you're blowing dust off dnd beyond <laughs> no i'm just going yeah dnd beyond sorry <laughs> It was at fifth level, you got extra attack. Fair enough, fair enough. Then you get something called roving at seventh level. Your speed increases by 10 when you're not wearing yeah. heavy armor. Very good. You also have a climb speed and a swim speed. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. Of all the people that should have them. <laughs> Technically, you should have it at first level, but I'll let them get away with it. Uh, I think, yes, of course they should. They're rangers. They're in the wild. Why didn't we even think of this before? It's a yeah. it's a good thing. They used to have at uh, eighth strike, which was land stride, which was the mm. difficult terrain thing and the advantage on saving throws against plants. 
that are magically created <laughs> or manipulated to impede movement. Oh no, not plants. <laughs> like entangle. So it's like you have advantage on saving throws against plants. Oh, sorry. So I'm just glad they got rid of that. Land strike was like crap. <laughs> sorry. Just should be you have you just can't be affected. You just have freedom of movement is maybe, what you should. Maybe they have. had a plan to have like an adventure which was purely like plant based. It was really useful when I played uh, Son of the Sister because they have all those blights that you're fighting against and there's a druid and it was actually kind of useful then. But yeah, maybe there's more plant encounters in previous editions of D and D and then the fifth edition comes along. And go, we want <laughs> we we don't give a shit about plants. <laughs> we want beasts and monsters. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Eighth level, another feat. Excellent. Yeah. Ninth, expertise, expertise again. again. Which again is really good for rangers because something they were missing that was great from rogues that they needed in rangers, give them more proficiencies and things. Right. They should be proficient. They are. I, I am loving the expertness of this. And that it does shine through now. Mm. I, I definitely, yeah, now now they put it in like this and like said, these are yeah. expert classes. I'm like, this makes sense. And then level 11, we have tireless. Yeah. My mortars help fuel you on your journeys, granting you the following benefits. We mentioned this in our one, similar thing. Yeah, I, you know, I was quite surprised when reading this through. I was like, this feels something that Hamilton has said and I've gone, that sounds good, but they'll never do it. And now I'm like, well, I'll eat my own D&D hat. They've actually done it. So you get temporary hit points. So whenever you finish a short or long rest, you, you can give yourself a number of temporary hit points equal to 1d8 plus your proficiency bonus. Great. That's nice. Quite like that. I think that's, yeah. again, quite flavoursome. Gives them a bit more of a tanky, because they are mini tanks. They should be mini tanks. Little yeah. ATVs. Again, flavoursome-wise, it kind of makes sense. I'm like, okay, we're having a rest. Okay, give myself up. We, you know, we're on the run. We're going through these things. I need to know what we're doing, etc. It, it, mm. I think it, I quite like that. But it's that, it, when I wrote it, when I was making my alternate rage that I never got out there, the reason I came up with this is because you have a task, you have a quarry, you are tirelessly determined to... You're a predator. You know, you are a human predator or a a character predator that should be able to, you know, keep on sort of moving and going until you can catch your quarry or foe sort of thing. It's kind of how I read it. And it also came from the Drizzt novels because he does that a little bit as well. He's like, Mm. he is an elf, so it's slightly different. Yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense. I did caveat it that when you then find the quarry, then should have like a period of like rest, but that's too complicated for this. I guess it's a bit like haste, isn't it? Like you're doing everything and once the spell ends or it's ended early, you are exhausted for the next yeah exactly round that's what exactly what it was like yeah the other part of this tireless uh ability is that it decreases exhaustion so when you're exhausted when you finish a short rest your level of exhaustion decreases by one compared to a long rest which would then do that yeah for, for, if you were like a normal player i think that's great moving on then we've got obviously another feat at level 12 and then level 13 nature's veil so much better than hide in plain sight this sounds like another hamilton special i it definitely is. remember you talking about invisibility yeah. and because i think this particular feature was much later yeah. on in the original class. No, you used to get hide and play sight at 10th level. Oh, you did. So this is earlier. And then you got vanish at 14th level. So you can right. use a hide action as a bonus action. You can't be trapped by non-magical means unless you choose to leave a trail. But they couldn't go invisible. You weren't invisible. You could just use the hide action. So this sort of mixed... Because the hide and play sight was... You spend one minute creating camouflage oh, yeah. for yourself and you must have access to fresh mud, dirt, plants, soot and other naturally occurring materials. I think you'll find yeah. you have to be lying down or standing next to a Once wall. you're a Carolite, you could try to hide by pressing yourself up a solid surface such as a tree or wall. Yeah. At least as tall as you are. <laughs> plus 10 bonus to dexterity. It was just like, oh my gosh. 
Whilst this is just like, you go invisible as a bonus action. Again, forgive me, I don't remember the, I believe it's a Japanese artist, but he used to paint himself yeah. so he would fit into stuff. That's how I imagined it was like, yeah. oh no, you've only painted yourself half half the walls. So you are an esoteric Japanese Instagram artist, <laughs> yeah. is one, or you're a magical <laughs> being in a D&D game. And exactly. the thing is, we're playing a magical D&D game, yeah. not an esoteric <laughs> Japanese artist on Instagram Damn. game. <laughs> Which... Please, someone make hysteric Japanese artist RPG because I will play it. <laughs> like, yeah, we will play that. Yeah. I will find whoever that is and I'll put their work yeah. in the show notes. Please it do. is absolutely incredible. It is really good. Play, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, for Nature's Veil, as a bonus action, you can expend one of your spell slots and become invisible to the end of your next turn. So that's quite a cool, like in mm. in, in combat sort of thing. If you're trying to get mm-hmm. away or if you're trying to get into a better position to shoot mm-hmm. uh, and get through some things, it depends on how many spell slots you have. I think cause it, it yeah. doesn't give, it doesn't limit what level it is. Uh, so I guess you could start off small, like level one. And stuff. Cantrip. <laughs> Sadly, unfortunately not, because that's uh, that, otherwise that'd be a big shame. But you're not using them for anything else anyway, so you might as well use them for something. Yeah, especially if you've got a hunter's mark, it doesn't count towards your spells. Or, but it does I mean, you're spells. curing people, maybe. But no, you've got it. the bard to do that now. Bard's no, you doing do. it all exactly. the time. Bard's doing it, so. <laughs> 14th level, another subclass feature. Mm-hmm. 15th level, feral senses. Your connection to the force of nature grants you blind, blind sight. sight. Which used to get 18th level, which was ridiculous like high for just blind sight. I think it should be lower, which is what yeah. it is. And foe slayer at 18th yes. level. Extra damage now for your hunter's mark. It's now a D10. That was your 20th level. Mm. And that yeah. before it used to be you can add your wisdom modifier to the attack roll or the damage roll. It was rubbish. Yeah. Which could be like plus one. Oh, I've added a one to my roll. Whilst now you can add an extra D10. Yeah, uh, that's so cool. Well, no, so it's an extra D10 instead of a 1D6. So it's four extra points rather than one. I still think it's not good enough. It should be you add an extra D10. It should be 2D6 or something like that, I think. Yeah, or, or get a D12 back out. I know that doesn't make any difference really statistically wise, but no. oh, big dice numbers. Yeah, exactly. I'm. Yeah, or go, go into the esoteric dice values of like a 1D16 or something. <laughs> like. Yeah. And then obviously another feat at level 19. So again, up to, I, I think it's up to six feats again, for yeah. the range and stuff. And then level 20, Epic Boon. You gain the Epic Boon of Fortitude. Now this Epic Boon is actually, when you compare this to the mm-hmm. Luck Epic Boon, you're just yes. like, what? This mm-hmm. versus one chance at luck or your hit point maximum increases <laughs> by 40? Yep. That is not balanced. <laughs> Sorry. In addition, whenever you regain hit points, you regain additional hit points equal to your constitution modifier. You regain these additional hit points uh, no more than once per round. That's so luck, one luck chance per day, or 40 hit points. <laughs> and then always regain and every a lot time more health. You will gain yeah. more health. I'm like, oh, I'll take the luck. No, I won't take the luck <laughs> because luck is going to give me one ad- ability to make one attack, which will be a positive of whatever my attack roll is or 40 extra bonus points if someone hits me um, yeah. versus one save of a potentially, oh, I got a D8. I saved a D8 against me. This boon is going to be taken by all the other classes. Yeah, I'm thinking warlocks. I'm, I'm thinking taking any, it. I'm yeah, taking any it. wizard class. Yeah, it's, why wouldn't you? 40 points. That is That's amazing. <laughs> bananas. Whilst Boon of Recovery, you can use a bonus action to regain a number of hit points equal to half your hit point maximum. Once you use benefit, you can't use it. Again, that is like, you can use a bonus action, just a bonus action once per day to just go half my hit points. And then, second part of that is, in addition, you succeed on every saving throw that isn't a one. Exactly. So, two to 20, 
You're fine. Yeah, you've got a one in 19. You got, you're going to, so you're basically, so that or one roll of a die gets gets re-rolled. Yeah, that epic boon of fortitude and recovery. Obviously, I know you can't take them both, but like, holy shit, why wouldn't you take one of those two? But then epic boon of peerless aim is if you make a ranged attack and it misses, you can choose it to hit once but every roll of initiative. <laughs> I can have one thing that hits or 40 hit point. I'm sorry. That is just bana- it's bananas. There's no better word it. for it than bananas. I love it. I think that's awesome. <laughs> Moving on then to the ranger subclass. So Hunter. So we yep. didn't have too much of a problem with this in, in the original one. All, yep. The only thing I remember us saying about it is that this most of the Hunter stuff should be in the main yeah. ranger class because the ranger class at that time felt incomplete yeah. uh, without having a subclass to it get rid of all the spell casting and just add this in <laughs> and this is all basically uh the same really so yes yeah, yeah. so we've got hunter's prey at level three mm-hmm. where you just get extra damage if it's missing any hit points so it's a bit like a giant slayer essentially so yep. that's pretty good uh hunter's law at level six that's new that is new yeah so when your creature is marked where your hunter's marked you know whether that creature has any immunities, resistance, and vulnerabilities. And if that creature has any, you know what they are. None of this, the DM decides what you know. You mm-hmm. just know. Yeah. And that's pretty good for a level six one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's really good. I quite like that. And it makes sense as well. Like, it adds to that the favoured enemy stuff. Like, again, it all ties into that hunter's mark and that what you were saying before about studying the creature and learning its ways and stuff like that. And it's that particular creature and not generalising a whole uh, race or, or group mm-hmm. of monsters which is always really good level 10 is multi-attack now you can conjure barrage that is always prepared and here's the th- i didn't know i think this is the first time i've ever seen it that you can cast a spell at a lower level than it's usually set at so you can also cast a spell mm-hmm. with level one and two spell slots but you reduce the damage by 1d8 per spell slot under. Yeah, it's interesting. I've never seen that before. I wonder if they'll do that for other spells. I'm not as big a fan of the Conjure Barrage using of a spell slot. I feel it's like we've got spells, you better do something with them. Again, I have a bit of a broken record on this, but I did prefer the like the choice of Volley and Whirlwind, where mm. I love the Whirlwind, which is use your action to make a melee attack against any number of creatures in five feet of you with a separate attack roll for each target, I think is a great version, much more yep. exciting than Conjure Agreed. Barrage. Or Volley, which you can use your action to make range attacks against any number of creatures within 10 feet of a point you can see. That felt so... Those two attacks felt so super cool uh, Legolas moves. I was just about to say Legolas moves, right? Which yeah. I don't think Conjure Barrage is as good. No. Personally. But again, it feels like maybe they're streamlining it so it's like, it's this rather than this, this or this. Well, I'd, just, a... I'd rather they just chose both of those. You just get both or just one of them. As in, you 10, can, yeah, or sense. any attack you make against any creature, ranged or melee, anything within five feet of that point of target, you can attack anything like that. I guess, like as in within your, if it's melee, anything within five feet of you or five yeah. feet within the attack range. And then that's easily done. Because yeah. I think that's the thing they should be able to attack multiple things they should be able to shoot 15 arrows in in like one turn or whirlwind like (laughs) they should be better they didn't get this is not the world they deserve no exactly (laughs) not like this not Not like like this And then finally, at level 14, you get superior Hunter's Defense. Yeah. When you are hit by an attack roll, you can use your reaction to halve the damage against yourself and then redirect the other half of the damage to one creature that you can see within five feet of yourself. It's much better. And it's like, because before you could choose either Evasion or Uncanny Dodge, this is mm-hmm. both. Both, yeah. Anything. 
Great. Perfect. And it's all about that reaction stuff, because that's, that's what I remember you saying about before. Yeah, the one thing they should be doing is reactions more. And they haven't done enough of them. That's what I was going to say. And they did do more in the Tasha's thing, but I think reactions are the realm that Rangers should be in. That's the difference you could give them, which is that is something that they should be a reactive class mm-hmm. because of their... Well, they should be able to react better. Or, or even, like, as we discussed a little earlier with the Bard, mm. having stuff that's on an initiative. Yeah. That they get, like, maybe they get advantage on initiative because mm. they're so quick. And yeah. they probably have a really high dex anyway. Yeah. But, like, for example, Barbarians get an advantage on, a, on initiative just now. Yeah. I think they should have that as a standard. Like, yeah, you get advantage on initiative or you, you can get surprise attacks or you have, I don't know, there's so much more hunter-based things they could be doing, which is like mm. if you... But they haven't. I think it's better. I do think yeah, it's, it's better. Yeah, it's definitely better than the, the base class. I don't think it's better than the Tasha change, no. technically. No, we'll see. I guess we'll see. Because, again, I did quite like the previous Hunter one. But I, this one, I, again, I quite like that last one, mm. the, the Superior's Hunter's Defense. So who knows in the end. Last, but by no means least, we're coming on to... The best class ever. Yes, best class ever. <laughs> we're coming on to the Rogue. Yeah. So, yes, primary ability is Dexterity. And, again, another very nice little summary uh, of what a Rogue is, I thought. Um, I'm going to just pass it over to you straight away. Thoughts? <laughs> thoughts. Thoughts. I mean, they haven't changed it a lot. You know, no. they haven't changed it a lot, which is good, because why Why fix anything that's, that ain't broken? Fix perfection. Exactly. <laughs> Well, it, it's true. And, and actually, the only thing that they've done in it is probably, you know, didn't really need changing. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. So hit points, uh, again, yeah. 1d8 mm-hmm. makes sense. Proficiency is pretty much the same, like armor training, starting equipment. Uh, yeah, burglars pack, all that sort of thing. I think there's definitely an emphasis on like, because I think this, the subclass is a thief. They're like, not all rogues are thieves, but they might be vigilantes and stuff like that. And you're like, okay, we get it. <laughs> I know you're yeah. trying to take away from that. Let's go on to the class features then. So yeah. level one is surprise. It's expertise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I yeah. had to go back and through all my free, my free notes going, I think they're all expertise. <laughs> Experts mm-hmm. at level one. Exactly. And then sneak attack. Now here's the thing. I thought they had changed sneak attack because I thought it was they have really, changed it. but it, no, it's really badly worded. I think that's what it is. My theory is that what they've done, and by reading around on this topic, the thing that's changed, yes. they haven't undone what they did in the last one, which was in the character creation Origins one, which they mentioned that a, a critical hits used to work, that dice would no longer double on a critical hit, but suppose these have been unmade in this one. So it's okay. so that is fine. But what they have changed is it used to say you can use a sneak attack once per turn. Right. Right. So that means you, if you use sneak attack on your turn, you get an opportunity attack on a different turn. You know, you could use it again. However, ah. it says it has to be an attack action in your turn. So it means if someone's got an opportunity attack, is ah. that sneak attack? Because that's a reaction attack. I still think it's the same. Yeah. But I read that on another piece of media on the gamer. I think it was. I, I read that and I was like maybe that's different because one could argue but you do take an attack when it's a, when it's a when it's a opportunity attack i guess because it so on this what it says in this playtest it says on each of your turns and technically your reaction is outside of your turn it's in the round well right? it was always each of your turns but it was like if you didn't get your if you don't get your sneak attack on your main attack but you do get it on your opportunity mm. attack does that is that an attack the opportunity attack or is that not your because that's not your attack action it's not an action it's your attack Mm. reaction so that was the 
that's the mm. clarification is that they've said attack action not on an attack right okay yes yes do you see what i mean not an I opportunity attack reaction that's the, the very minor change of the wording but yeah. because you might not have an ally adjacent when they move out of range do you see what yeah. i mean for example. Yes. The big change then for me, I would, I would say, is that they I thought they changed how, how much sneak attack you get. Because it, sa- it says yeah. in, the, in the thing, it says, to determine the extra damage, roll a number of d6s equal to half your rogue mm-hmm. level, round up, and add the dice together. Yeah. And I was like, wait, does that mean we have very low sneak attack? But then I yeah. checked the table in the original yeah, one. And it's the, it's the exact same table. Yeah, it's just that they've given you the actual physical reasoning behind it but i was like yeah. i don't need the reason well you've given me the table yeah why would i, I so i was so confused i thought uh, yeah they, i thought that as well and i was I like thought, had they nuked wait that is how they've done it they've just never told you that that's the maths <laughs> yeah yeah so i got very confused for like 10 minutes going have i have i been doing rogue have, have we did rogues yeah, wrong exactly. so yeah so it, so the damage is exactly the same the reasoning is just rubbish mm. uh just ignore it just use the table like they've got the table don't don't yeah. worry about it they've worked it out for you Still on first level, you get Thieves Cant, you get Thieves Cant and another language of your choice, which you can mm. use from you can go from the standards or rare tables for the languages. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of that change, but we'll come to that. Oh, oh, okay. We'll talk about it more. I, I'm not. Uh, yeah, I think they're just categorizing everything a lot, but whatever. And then going on to level two, we have Cunning Action. Best thing ever in the world. It is so good, and it's and, and I think it's still at second level in the original one as well. Yeah. But yeah, on your turn, you can take one of the following actions as a bonus action: so dash, disengage, and hide. Perfect, perfect, perfect. No need to change that. Third level subclass comes in. Fourth level feet. Five yep. uncanny dodge. Not been changed. Same. Expertise at six because they used to always get expertise. Oh, they don't. It's at seventh now because you get it's another... at seven. So yes, yeah, the subclass has moved up. Oh, they've flipped that round, haven't they? And... Level eight is a feat. Level nine evasion. Oh, evasion used to get a seventh. It was mm, good. Yes, they... I mean, that should you should have that early. So they're pushing they're pushing these out a little bit more because they should be mage slayers. They should be mage slayers. But here's the thing, though, Hamilton. At level ten, they get two things. They not only get a feat, they also yeah. get a subclass feat. That's the only one out of these three that does that. That has a yeah. double up at that. And I was like, wait a minute. So I yeah did the maths, yeah. which I know was very quick. They get seven feats in total, including their first level one. I would agree, but I'd rather. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean i was like that's for me whenever you take a feat and a subclass thing or whenever you yeah, do one of those things cool. you're like okay i'm going to remember that i know before i'm like i'm all about those sort of things but to have them together you're like oh god i need to remember i've got two new things yeah. two nice new things to use at level 10 yeah at level 11 we have reliable talent which again same as it was before same as before so yeah you treat a d20 of a roll of a nine or lower as yeah. a 10 great then you get another feat at level 12 level 13 this is when it changes yes subtle strikes you have advantage on any attack roll that targets a creature within five feet of at least one of your allies who isn't incapacitated see i'm not gonna lie i thought they had that (laughs) (laughs) i mean maybe it's outlined slightly perhaps i don't know well because they get sneak attack when they Mm. attack someone within five feet but i also thought Flanking rules is what I used to always take. So that mm. if they're in melee range and someone is also in five feet and flanking, I would say once you're out of like 30, 60 degrees, you're in that 60 to 120 degree of the other character that mm. they're in melee range with, yep. then you get advantage. Right. So it doesn't really affect me. It, does, it hasn't changed the way I play it so much. And I mm. think blind sense is better. Yes. You are able to hear, you are aware of the location or hit of any hidden or invisible object creatures within 100 feet of you. 
And I just think because they're so sneaky, sneaky, they should be aware of when people are being sneaky, sneaky. And I quite they should have a hitman sense. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so I think this is good. Mm. The thing for me is like, oh, I was playing that anyway for rogues. But great. Yeah. Mm. A missed blind sense, but that's fine. Level 14 subclass feature. Yeah. Level 15 slippery mind, which it was in the previous one. Uh, yep. You get proficiency in proficiency, sorry, in wisdom and charisma saving throws. Level 16 feet. Level 17 elusive. Great. No attack roll has advantage against you. Same as before. Amazing. So good. And hey, they've moved that level 20 down to 18 here. So stroke of luck. You have the uncanny knack for succeeding when you need to. If you fail a d20 test, you turn that roll into a 20. You can use this feature uh, once per short and long rest. It's actually better than an epic boon and it's an 18th level. Wizards, come on. Go read your spell books. Get it right. (laughs) Mate. Mate. What are you doing? Yeah, after 19th level feat, you get uh, epic boon. You, You can gain the epic boon of undetectability. Which yeah. is, you cannot be seen or heard by any means, magical or non-magical, whilst you are hidden. Yeah. So you've been glitched from... The Matrix. The Matrix, the Minecraft space. Yeah. <laughs> you're outside the map, briefly. No, it's amazing. You're basically, well, you're invisible when you're hidden, and but more than magically vis- invisible. Like, you are, they cannot have... Does that, e- that even means if they have dragon sense, they cannot see you. Right? I assume so. That is... We need a thief. Uh, we need a burglar. We need a burglar. Uh, well, with the book, with the, the big anthology of heists coming out, I can see everyone going, right, I know what I'm going to play. Group for the rogues. Oh, level so 20, let's go. Who's going to play a heist game? You know what I'm going to play? I'm going to play Warlock. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> How do you do that uncanny impression of me? Um... <laughs> I think what would be really fun is to take the heist book mm. and then do each heist with all one class things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and don't do the rogue just don't do rogue and just have every other like all class call it leave the rogue at home there you go classic right get that trademark put that in tm 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 going on then to the final subclass of this playtest we have thief yeah again i think fairly similar from what i remember but i'm sure you'll tell me i'm just scrolling down again just to remind scroll, myself scroll 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 scroll, scroll, scroll. so yeah so this obviously uh you hone your larcenist, larcenist? Mm-hmm. Larcenous. arts. Burglars, bandits, cut purses, and other criminals typically adopt the subclass, but also do rogues who prefer to think themselves as treasure seekers, explorers, delvers, and investigators. Ah, yes, the tomb raiders of yes. the uh... <laughs> the Lara Crofts of this world. So that's what you want to be. I I'm playing Lara Croft, the thief. I mean, tomb raider. <laughs> Third level, you have fast hands, yep. which I think is is in the previous one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have additional options for bonus action, cunning action, which you can do the following: search. You can take search search. Action. Yeah, so that wasn't there before the search action. That's a new action. I guess maybe they're going to be maybe from this. Maybe they're going to do more in terms of investigation checks that you can do them in combat as no, a bonus yeah, I... action or something like that, or, or or like a it's going to take you a full action because that's hmm. one thing we play as as a home rule is that if we're in the middle of a fight and we want to spot, I don't know, the button that will hmm. release the trap door that's that we've been told about, we could either do it as an action, a perception yeah. check, or as a as a bonus action with a disadvantage because obviously it's the, you know we're looking around quickly the mastermind got or the inquisitor mm. got that as a bonus action which was the ability to make investigation or perception checks as a bonus action mm. which we thought as a combat thing wasn't necessarily amazing but it can be useful when you're in a combat which has traps or yeah. vi- uh, things like you need to disarm whilst you know like other 
things to deal with. I wonder then maybe because obviously more and more of our streaming with combat, it is changing. It's becoming more organic. Like mm. I, I might not want to be just lots and lots of fighting. I might want to find bits in the environment. So maybe it's trying to account yeah. for like, we're going to be producing adventures where there might not be as much combat fighty fighty stuff yeah. but there might be a combat where you're gonna have to i don't know it's a chase scene yeah no exactly so you're yeah. having to have the initiative and you're gonna have to do certain things so you need to have those oh, i did one on stream which was like they had and i did it which was like there was a uh, electric pylons going off and like you need to disarm the pylons because they said they were like tesla coils that would like shock everyone because they were going a bit yep. random and because there were four, when four were attacking you, they did like 4d10. But then when you disarm one, it went down to 3d10. And then so like by someone spending the effort to disarm them, you it, it was useful. So that's sort of like environmental effects isn't it? sort of thing. Uh, so they're trying to make it a little bit more amenable rather yeah. than like, you're, you're stealing. It's like, mm. no, you're also searching. <laughs> Third level again, second story work. I think this was the same from before. You gain a climbing speed equal to uh, your normal speed, and also a jump distance. Uh, you can make a dexterity mm. check instead of a strength check to use your jump. Yeah, so I think they didn't have climbing speeds before, but they used to just say that you just no longer cost you extra movement, so that, that was, was just it. the difference. But does the strength check make your jump distance? I think it works out your the length of it, doesn't it? Yeah, so it used to be a strength modifier determined the length. This just means you make a dexterity check to see if you make the jump action. So maybe they're changing the way you jump because before it just used to be mm. you jump the distance of your dex, your strength modifier, but then it was change it to the number of feet equal to a dex modifier. But now they're saying make a jump and do make a check. So they've obviously yeah. changed the way you do that. Yeah, work it out perhaps. Yeah, hmm. that's all. Supreme sneak. Ah, that's what they call me. Uh, hello, uh, <laughs> you have advantage on every dexterity check. Uh, stealth. You may provide you aren't wearing medium or heavy armor. I assume you would already have that, mm -hmm. um, possibly. Yeah, before it used to be if you move no more than half the speed in the same turn. There you go. So I think, yeah, they've improved it a little bit. Yeah. You know, I mean, you might be wearing medium armor, but yeah, because heavy armor yeah. is the only thing that gives you disadvantage. That's true. It? Penultimately, you have at level ten use magical device. In your treasure hunting, I'm using quote, oh, yeah. quotations there, you've learned to maximize the use of magic items granting you the following benefits. You can now attune up to four magical items at mm -hmm. once. Nice. Always mm -hmm. good. More magical items. Whenever you use a magical item, a property that expends charges, you've rolled a d6. On a six, you don't expend that charge. Cool. I would be cheeky and say four, five, and six. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, otherwise, it's like, how often are you going to roll that? Yeah. And remember, uh, I'd rather make it a good chance thing if you're if you're an expert at it. Yeah. Scrolls, you can use any scroll that bears a cantrip or one level spell. Nice. You can use any scroll that is, contains a higher level spell, but you must succeed on an intelligence check. Mm. Uh, Arcana DC equal to 10 plus the spells level. Yeah. Um, which is pretty good. I think that's really cool. I think that's more interesting than the original, which was that you can just improvise the use of items, which is the old school way of you know all class race and level requirements on the use of magic items. Mm -hmm. But I think this is um, more adaptable. If you're putting it into that flavor thing that you're a treasure seeker, it's because yeah. you've researched the item that you're going mm. to take and you'll be like, oh, okay, it's a magical item. I can work out how to do it, even if it's not yeah. meant for me. Indiana Jones, Lara Croft, they all do that sort of thing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And then we're finally with 14th level, we've got uh, Thieves Reflexes. You can now take a second bonus action on your turn, providing it's a bonus action from cunning action. You can use this feature a number of times equal to your proficiency bonus. 
and you've gained them all on a long rest. Fucking amazing. That is, that so, is cool. so much better than the three. You're adept at laying ambush and you get two turns during your first round of combat, which was great. Yeah. But more bonus actions, more cunning action. Yeah, Wizards, like... you've redeemed yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Take a hamper from Fort of Masons. You, you deserve it. You dash up. You first bonus action. You, you dash in movement. You hit the person and then you, you disengage. And Be yeah. able to disengage, then hide is badass, basically. Because yeah. that's mm-hmm. what I will do. I will be like, sneak, stab, disengage, hide. Yeah. Boop, 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 boop. And then stab, stab disengage hide <laughs> and and you're invisible no one can find you when you're in hide yeah when yeah when you're at that level yeah oh my god disengage Amazing. run away hide no one sees you no one can track me who who the fuck hit me why am i bleeding oh no also always to note that these are so much earlier because these are third third sixth tenth and fourteenth when they were third third ninth thirteenth and seventeenth so mm. these are early doors and yeah. Being fifth, level 15 or 14 with the ability to have two bonus actions. God, let me at it. So, go on then. What's wrong with Thieves' Cant? Nothing's wrong with Thieves' Cant, actually. <laughs> I thought you said there was a problem with it, with the languages. Oh, no, I don't think there was a problem. It's just that it's something that's changed. Mm. It was the standard languages and rare languages. That's what right. I was saying. My gripe is the inconsistency of theme. Which is the that seems to be coming up with this one D and D, which is like they're trying to simplify and streamline things at the same time they're adding more complexity in certain weird ways. And I understand because they've I think in the cat we'll talk about it more in the character creation. Before it was like choose out as many languages as you like, but then it's like you can choose one standard language and then you and certain people can only choose a certain rare languages. I can't remember the exact term. Yes, yeah, the, the yeah the requirements of it. Yeah, yeah, the requirements of it, and I felt that. That's not necessary because mm-hmm. it's the gamification of character creation that I think uh, from someone who made a game show about character creation, I think that's a bit silly for me to even argue about. But what I mean <laughs> is that, that there's thematic things that I think, I don't know, I think those things are just not... I, th- yeah. I think, do I need to know as a new player that Celestial is rarer than common? Well, it's in the title. But, it, you know, is Inferno... <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I figure out that Dwarvish, Elvish common i don't know what the other like i can't remember orc is the language orcish is the language orcish is the language yeah mm-hmm. exactly those things are clearly sense. more common than yeah. celestial infernal deep speech under common maybe is more common you know like mm-hmm. it's it's kind of obvious and is it necessary yeah maybe it's not a big gripe i overplayed it again it's that sort of thing where you talk to your player and you'd be like here's a range of languages and you'd be like oh i want to learn these ones and you're like okay why do you know yeah. these ones? Having that conversation rather than this is a rare language. Are you sure? You know, like it's... is there a story element for it? That's it, exactly. I just I think you don't need to gamify the character background thing. I think it's when it comes. You know, I like making it stupid game shows where you roll for class and race, and it's all random. But really, when you're making a character, that is the bit in video games where you choose everything do you know yeah. what i mean you mm-hmm. appoint your stats in video games for a reason you could do those video games you don't need to do it in games in in rpgs either i think you can make it if you want to but i think the whole point is like having the freedom of choice and i don't think you need to signpost it no. that was all it was. i agree oh i want to sit one point on that language thing what if you're playing a game 
that's set in the Nine Hills. Infernal isn't a rare language. Mm. It's regional, right? So yeah, so you could say these are I mean. a list of all the languages, depending on where yeah. you are, and maybe then every yeah. single adventure should come up with like a this is the Forgotten yeah. Realms, and this is the makeup yeah. of the population, exactly. as we That's... do with the cities, right? So, Which is what I think we, uh, when we come to talk about character origins, one of my key problems with the whole fundamental thing is that they treat it mm-hmm. like uh, the Forgotten Realms, that yeah. the law and everything is set as for, and they don't mention that at all, mm-hmm. which is what's weird about it, because the player's handbook should be, in theory, it should be setting, setting neutral. Yeah, it should have yeah. any setting, yeah. Unless it's a forgotten realms primer which it's not mm-hmm. and that's where they fall down i think on a lot of the character yeah. anyway, no no i think that's a very good point because uh, the yeah. only thing i was going to quickly add on that because you've reminded me so radiant citadel in their yeah. for each of their different sort of planes and stuff like that most of them will say the common in quotation mark language is mm. this and it will give a name oh. to the to the language that's used because obviously there'll be different languages for different planes and stuff because that's what the writers wanted to do they wanted to represent their cultures and represent their heritage which of course yeah. is a, a number of languages that aren't necessarily english and it's and, and quite like that like again i'm going to talk about radiance at all for the, till the cows come home but the um each of the gazettes they are so beautiful and, and vibrant and it tells so much about them uh, instantly you want to go and explore more of these things so it's very hard to be like oh you know these languages yeah. and gamify it like that so yeah i totally see you like that it should be you know here's the list of languages and depending on which region yeah. your game is set mm. and that's up to the dm to tell you what maybe are the common mm. language but if if you want to go for some rare ones that's great let's Talk about it to your DM. See what you can come up with and why you would know these things. Is it a part of your heritage? Is it that you have learnt these things because you are you are a scholar and you're going out and learning these things? It is your your passion or something yeah. like that. Or you've had to learn it for your job in some way. They should be at the forefront of the mind rather than like a gamification of that. That's it. Wow, Hamilton. Well, we've gone through all three of these classes. Yeah. Like, I think overall, like, it's a quick ride. <laughs> a quick ride, just a mere two and a bit hours. No biggie. Uh, but no, I, I think I'm glad we're taking the time to go over this because I do think, yeah. I think they, they really can shape your experience of D and I would say possibly more so than lineages, perhaps. But again, I know we'll yeah. talk about lineages. Yet, but I, I just like because you can do so much with classes and stuff. Well, they should do. Mm. That's the thing. They should do. Like. The game is about doing a job. Yes. Isn't it? Yes. Really? It, like You're sorting the, out a problem. <laughs> yeah. Your character creation is is about setting yourself up to perform a task. Yeah. Generally. And so your class should, in theory, as well as your like the things that you choose about your character mm. should make those decisions, but your class should affect it. And I think that's why it's very important. It is it is very important. And I think I'm hoping that people will look at these now and be like I want to play these things. I, I certainly, I think mm. the Ranger comes out of this incredibly well. And I think yeah. the additions, the, I, I know like certain bits like the Bard and, and the Rogue, there are certain bits where you're like, mm, maybe not so sure, but some of it you're like, oh, this could be quite work. So yeah. maybe a little bit more work on them perhaps, or, or maybe revising and going back to another one. I think the Rogue's got some really cool things mm. that have changed in a positive way. But two extra bonus point actions and the moving of everything lower for the class abilities, mm-hmm. the subclass abilities, really good. I think the loss of blind sense is a bit of a shame, but I think everything else is great. Yeah. And I think the epic boons, if they cho- if you choose the right one, are really if good. If you choose the right well. one, wink, wink. Wink, wink, yeah. These two. <laughs> exactly, the two that are really good. <laughs> like I said, we will look at other, the feats in general, because there's 50 mm. of them in this playtest. And I know there's some revised ones from the first one as well. And yeah. the spell list in general, have maybe have a chat about that at some point. Until then, Hamilton... 
where can we find you? What work are you on when you're not on the DMs book club? Well, the one thing you can find me doing with Fiona is the DMs travel book club, yeah. which we're really rocketing through at the moment. We're on Mechanus, I think, has uh, come out. Mechanus, at the time of recording, Mechanus has just come out, so we're halfway through. Yeah, halfway through the planes, which is quite <sighs> weird. It's weird because we started that probably a year ago now it was all this year wasn't it it's all this year but it's been nearly a year okay of doing i was gonna it. say did we start it last year because i know i suddenly felt very old <laughs> yeah no yeah. i think but it's been a long it's been 11 months in the making yeah. and i've moved, um, house. <laughs> moved house yeah and you're now in a third house i'm now in a third <laughs> house once we're calling this so yes yeah. how the houses they call me <laughs> <laughs> that's what they say <laughs> <laughs> FH, full of houses. Full house. There you go. Full house Howard. That's Fiona Full House Howard. Perfect. I'll put that on the back of a t shirt. There you go. You should do. Uh, What comes after Mechanus is Mount Celestia. Oh, God. Um, More planes of law. More planes of law. And then the planes of conflict come up. There's the planes of conflict, which are really fun. And as of recording, we have recorded, just recorded Elysium. So we have got one more left to do before we. I think we're going to have to not end on the grey waste, but end on sigil. Yes, I think yeah. we're like, hooray, all Skewed nice up. things. And I'm like, oh no, the grey waste. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then Bowie's is eight episodes recorded. I can't tell you how good there was. Um, oh, we had as a Kim Richards from High Rollers yeah. on, spoiler alert, playing Ziggy Stardust. And there was this moment, they came in and it, it has been great, but that was it was literally the sort of, what I was hoping for from Ziggy to be this sort of like fly in the ointment, sort of like uh, chaos injection, like change of like pace. And the thing that's always been in the back of the mind, they turn up and did everything. They just kind of went in, spinned all the plates and then have left. And yeah, that was really, I'm so excited to show. I I can't wait. You just, obviously I knew they were amazing, but you just... The, it was an absolute pleasure to oh. watch. I had those DM moments, which I've had a lot actually in this campaign because they are really great people, mm-hmm. all of them, Taylor, Chloe, Jeremy, and obviously um, Kim. They allow me to sit there for, for 20 minutes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And just watch them and then just go, <laughs> do you know, like I, I put my hand to my mouth and go, oh, like that sort of thing <laughs> for the people at home. It's, it's, like, it's like having your own little theatre play happening yeah. for you. I can't wait to share it with yeah, everyone. I know. It's going to take time. It's going to take time because there's a lot of editing to do and I want it to be as good as it as it can be and it's just going to be it's going to be when it will be probably in the new year at this rate but when it's there it's there. Well, following up from that though, if you can't wait, yeah. I hear a little mini show called Theatre Macabre. Well, exactly. Yes. Is out. All of it. Yeah, that's out. All of it is out now. Yes. Oh, geez. I forgot about that. Oh, geez. Yeah. Mortborg narrative play. It was been really great. That was an equally similar experience of like me being able to shut up. But they are short one hour episodes, one hour 10, I think is the longest. Only five episodes. We definitely have to do another one. It leads into a nice little story. It's a very simple five hours that you can spend over five nights that you can just watch. It ties itself up to a point but obviously there's a little thing that leads you if we want to do another one and i think the characters were great everyone got dressed up there was it was very performative every i mean like artwork is incredible there was a lot of artwork a lot of effects uh we had a lot of fun everyone should watch it not just because i'm in it watch it for all the other people i know and i second that i mean what hamilton's also amazing in it as well fiona i haven't done this in a while yeah so how are you 
what are you? Where are you? When are you? Where? <laughs> uh, how am I? I said that wrong. I, you did, but it's fine. <laughs> I'm okay. It's a little bit chilly in Iowa, but it's fine. Who am I? I am a podcaster and an improviser, yeah. and I uh, am doing other things as well. I'm sure. Uh, oh, I'm doing more. I'll be doing more VR improv in the new year, which I'm very excited Ooh. for. Yes, yeah, so that'd be fun. Where am I? Well, currently in Iowa. <laughs> when am I? Uh, it's in November. Uh, where? I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> hey. Uh, <laughs> we got there. <laughs> um, so, where is what am I rolling? A twice monthly RPG one shot podcast. That's always going very well. Hamilton, guess what? Paranoia is finally out. <laughs> yeah, you've been talking about it since bloody March oh, or something like that. I know, I know. It's finally out, and I'm actually very pleased with it because I, as I was yep. telling the Hamilton off podcast, I was like, I've worked out how to do a robot voice which doesn't involve any sound effects. It's just merely replicating my voice three times and then moving it slightly out of sync and it oh it's really, really good. good i was very pleased yeah. with myself and it, it comes out very well thank you very much it's a clap, 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 clap. <laughs> hopefully though the, the so basically um mm. the the new edition of paranoia which is not the one we played annoyingly but the new edition the perfect edition is coming out hopefully getting an interview with them the the mm-hmm. game designer behind that so that'll be fun cool uh finally had the interview with the alien uh writer yeah andrew e gasca uh, which was a really fun interview. We had to reschedule it several times due to COVID and him going to lots of cons because it turns out he's a very big, important person and I didn't realise that. Uh, classic Fiona. <laughs> classic me just turning up, boop, boop, boop. Oh, so, hello, hello. Are you? Oh, what's up? Oh, you make games. Oh. Amazing. Bye. And like, oh, that was that was Grant Howard. Oh, oh good. Great. What a nice guy. <laughs> yeah, who's that? Um, On that note, whilst you're aware yeah. and talking about Grant Howard, oh, yes. I listened to your first episode again oh, the other no. day. Because I fancied oh, it, no. yeah. Because it came up because my podcast thing uh, reset itself because I upgraded my phone, oh. so it just went back to episode one. And I was like, "Oh, there's Danny Heist oh, again." Geez. That was a good episode. Oh, no. It was so Is funny. It, I, I, I just love. Yeah, it's good. It's, it was the first one I ever did, and you can tell how nervous I was because that was obviously with my partner no, and the two actually, friends. Who I, I think there's the yeah. outtakes one that I did where I, I, they were like talking about their plans. I was like, "Do you want to put me in their plans?" And they're like, "No, we don't think so." And I was like, "Okay." <laughs> no worries it's really good no it's really i just love how it's hearing the um the sort of genesis yeah. of of fiona because i listened to it ages ago and i haven't listened to it probably i don't know 18 months or oh, longer yeah. than that maybe i can't remember and so i was just like and i just thought oh, i'll get this again it was just like funny then n- now knowing you better yeah. And listening to it was kind of it was oh, kind of really? funny. Oh. You've got red. I have done red because it's very embarrassing. Oh, <laughs> it's not. It was really good. It was really good. It was just funny because I now know who all those people yes. are from, like Sam, Ryan, and Jacob, and I now know that they're all your friends, not, not just, just random fuckers, pe- not <laughs> random, like not people. Like so, it's kind of funny. So it's funny. like it's quite sweet. Oh, that's, oh, that's, it's oh, good that's, though. It's a good start. Thank you. That's very and also really good because since reading Goldilocks to Rachel, <gasps> I realised that it's such a problematic story. <laughs> <laughs> you're just like you're like oh it's a, I'm sorry it's such a problematic story that you're just like um what is this so <laughs> now very... the bears will get their uh revenge yeah yeah they should do they bloody well should do i want her to play honey i to play honey heist <gasps> oh, when she's old enough to, so yeah. i'm just like this will teach you what's wrong with what's, the goldilocks story all the fairy tales yeah well speaking the final thing i'm going to plug for myself before ending the oh, episode go, please yeah please do I don't know when it's coming out, I will say this, but another Grant Harrett thing that I've done recently, I ran Nice yeah. Marines for a yeah. upcoming channel 
currently unnamed, um, but it's part of the Flickr Films group. Basically, my friend Christian, a little while ago, before the pandemic, I played in a production of Blood on the Clock Tower, which is obviously a big social deduction game. And he has started up his own channel, which is going to be a little bit RPG-based. He's going to do like a whole mini-series on Fate Accelerated, which should be quite fun. Mm-hmm. We did a test one of that. But uh, he asked me if I could run something just as a little check to see how if things went well. I ran for them Nice Marines by Grant Howitt, which is essentially a parody of 40k space marines who have been left on a planet they have just liberated. Uh, and unfortunately, there's no backup, so they have to be diplomatic with the citizens. And as you can imagine, uh, it's it's a really fun little system in the sense of like you succeed at all combat uh, roles because you're, you're a space marine, uh, you're, you're bred for this. But any non-combat yeah. roles, you have to roll... Uh, a dice value that you've assigned so you can go all the way from a d6 all the way to a d20 and that's how confident you are and i just love it how like a d6 is like you're cautious about stuff so you're like you know the sweet spot of getting a good dice roll is uh, i think it's five and six um if you roll a, a d20 uh it, it's like you are divinely ordained and confident you are but that means you're more likely to succeed but with dire collateral <laughs> i love that with catastrophic collateral yeah. <laughs> it's honestly it was one of the fun like it was so good because everyone got really into it and then um, there was some people i'd not played with before ransom before and we just did the whole thing and so hopefully it's going to come out on their channel so I'll, I'll definitely promote that when it comes out and hopefully i'll be doing some more things with them in the new year i'm just reading about it what don't you understand you have never been able to understand one element of civilian culture yes. and it fascinates and perplexes you animals cuisine love fashion food humor lying art draft cars sadness yes it's great we had a couple of people who didn't know emotions <laughs> or didn't understand emotions so that was quite cool in terms of i yeah. love i really want to play it's this so game. much fun I I, I, again i i've said this before like grant howard stuff if you want something quick and easy or if you're not sure about dming a bigger game like dungeon dragons i'm not sure grant howard stuff because you can easily do it in an hour there's so little prep you yeah. have to do for it it all relies on people just giving it a go and i've always like i said to the players for that show i was like if you're not sure just go with your guts and just commit and big the bigger the better it's just that classic you can just imagine it because it'd be that sort of farcical they're huge hulking yes. superhuman beasts that do not understand the Hello, world citizens. and are trying to make it well let's it's okay all right citizens i'm going to just move this building don't move the building yeah. oh. it just moves the building and then people are in the building oh whoops <laughs> yeah we basically we were supposed to hold a parade for when the superior came at the end of the solar week and so they were like well yeah. and one of them was like well we need to make sure we have a crowd and i was like you come stand here you come stand here and obviously they rolled for it and they rolled incredibly well with die consequences so they they were putting people in the ground physically uh, in the ground <laughs> physically like obviously like crushing them and so this is just like almost a horrible like human forest of dying like trees <laughs> cw for for all uh, the danger oh, yeah. like, it's, it's definitely it definitely is very violent and it, it doesn't have to be gory but yeah. it's definitely like a lot of death no. we had so many orphans by the end of it so <laughs> Um, but yeah, so th- those I'm, I will promote this when it come out. But finally, 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 also, also, yeah. also, we have an offer code. So if you like the stuff we've talked about and you want to want to support your local gaming stores, I mean, do that. But we have an offer code for Third Space Gaming at your friendly local game store in Burnley. Um, I have to say that now because I you know, I'm in Iowa just now, so I have to be like before the accent. Super super northern. Who <laughs> are? Uh, yeah. And uh, so if you type in the offer code DMBC into checkout, you get ten percent off your first order, whether that be terrain, whether that be minis um i'm sure mm-hmm. dragon lance the pre-order for that might be there i don't know but who knows i check in with jono uh, i'm sure he will help you with whatever you need so that's dmbc for 10 percent off your first order at checkout 
Did do, do the hand gestures. The hand gestures. Did, yeah. Did the hamster hands. No one did that at MCM Con. No one came up to us and did the hand gestures. I, I suspect we're not as popular. <laughs> no, I don't think we are. <laughs> well, Hamilton. Until next time. Uh, thank you, yeah. everyone, for listening, and we appreciate everyone coming in uh, and listening to us. And until next time, see you. See you all on the flip, on the flip side. side. <laughs> 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 I, I was like, who's gonna do it? Who's gonna do it? Take care, bye! <laughs>